maybe this, here is an opportunity. This, this could be fun. And that was really the take on it. Wouldn't it be fun if... It has to be products that we would personally put on a production that we're running. Otherwise, it's, it's just like, it has to be credible. It's gonna be the best show ever, <laughs> besides Eurovision. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the Theatre Art Life podcast, sponsored by Harlequin Floors, the world leader in floors, stage systems, and studio equipment for the performing arts. Our podcast puts the spotlight on those who create live entertainment around the world, the cultural creators, the backstage masters. My name is Anna Robb. In the lead-up to LDI in Las Vegas this November, Theatre Art Life is catching up with some of the companies who are exhibiting at the conference. Today on the show, we have Ola Melzig, who is one of the founders of Apex Technologies. Apex Technologies was founded this year as the exclusive distributor of high-end entertainment technology solutions and will be exhibiting for the very first time at LDI this year. Ola Melzig is a Swedish producer, most commonly associated with the Eurovision Song Contest. Since 2000, Melzig has handled technical production for 13 ESC finals and was seated as the stage and concert producer for two. He has also managed numerous high-profile televised productions, including the Nobel Banquet, the opening and closing ceremonies for the 2010 Commonwealth Games in New Delhi, India, and the closing ceremony of the 2015 European Games in Baku, Azerbaijan. Other international productions include the 15th IFA Awards and the 150-year anniversary of Cinco de Mayo in Mexico. He's currently working on the production of the American Song Contest, coming to NBC in 2022. Ola, welcome to the show. Good to be here. Thank you. How are you? I'm very, very good, and it's really nice to meet you in person. I remember we did a Theatre Art Life article very early on when we first started Theatre Art Life, so when uh, your name came across right. the email again, <laughs> it was it was good to see right. you. <laughs> that was yeah. a while back. Absolutely. Yeah. When and now we're here. I think it was. Yeah, exactly. So tell us a little bit. We're gonna. I want to start with um, Apex Technologies because it's a new company and you founded it with three others, Bill, Anders and Tarmo. Um, what was the motivation to begin Apex Technologies and how did you come about? Well, well, the funny thing was that it started off with uh, DTS, who is uh, one of our the companies we're representing here in, in America, was looking for a way. They, asked, they reached out to me uh, in 2019 when they were one of the technical partners for Eurovision in Israel um, about what what would be my take for them to come into the US market and i said well you have to you have to follow those other examples you need to hire americans to conduct business in america so i suggested that they would reach out to bill morris and hire him and have him to build a sales operation here in the us and they started to talk and then uh, in march 2020 something really funny happened and the whole world shut down, so so it kind of it was killed before it even started. And then at some point, me and Bill was talking about this, and I was wondering what he was going doing right now. And parallel to that, I was chatting with Anderson and Tarmo on a daily basis because of the the American Song Contest project. There was one day I was the three of me, me Anderson, Tarmo was just having a chat, and and uh, we noticed that there was. 
well, we knew because we've been acting on the uh, active on the U.S. market for quite a while that there's there's a lot of really cool and innovative technologies in Europe and other parts of the world that are not present here in here in America. And I said, well, these are all technologies that we would be interested in using on American Song Contest. Some of them are actually vital for the format of the show, uh, especially the camera editing software that we're using in Europe. And that's where the idea came up that, well, maybe the, here's an opportunity. This, this could be fun. And that was really the take on it. Wouldn't it be fun if, and then I called Bill back and was like, hey, so we had this idea. And then we decided to do this, this during a burning pandemic, which has been quite <laughs> interesting, um, <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> Very good, because most people are kind of like shutting their doors during the uh, pandemic and you've decided to open ones. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, it, in many ways, it was stupid, <laughs> but but also... In many ways, it was it was the perfect time because it wasn't like we had a bundle of shows to produce, right? We we had quite a lot of free time at our hands, so it turned out good. But but yeah, it was kind of a risky thing to do. But we didn't realize how risky it was until much later. So, so it, that's fine. <laughs> and you said that some of the technologies that you're bringing over to the states is that you that you use in Europe are, are unique to to that part of the world what what are some of the things can you give the audience some examples of some of the stuff that is is new to america yeah the, well first of all there's a tons of american or european brands uh that has no representation in america dts being one of them i would love to say uh, or mentioned uh, the, some other brands. The funny thing is that we're kind of saving that for this week when there's going to be a couple of press releases about some other very innovative technologies that we're going to represent. And that has been one of the challenges is to, you know, it's not necessarily a good time for a manufacturer to start the adventure in a whole new market sector because you know they all all of us has been hurting a lot during this pandemic but i would say the manufacturers has been hurting maybe the most because they are 100% depending on sales and there's no point in manufacturing something if no one is buying it and i also think that they will be the ones that will see the end of this pandemic the last you know, rentals are coming up again, but rental houses have had 18 months of pretty much no income besides some online stuff that really doesn't put that much food on the table. Their buffers has been hit hardly. So investing is maybe not the first thing you think about now when our industry is coming back. But it all started with a French camera editing software called Live Edit. That is a software that you put the whole camera script, you script it on a computer, the computer runs the vision mixer, and it allows you to do shot combinations that isn't possible for a human being operating on a vision mixer. And it also allows you, for the first time, you connect lighting, video, automation, pyro, and camera on the same time code. 
ironically enough, enough, that's not a product we we are representing. Uh, I'm just promoting it because I love those guys. <laughs> but, awesome. but it was, <laughs> but and and it was mainly because it's it's mostly a rental thing because this the you buy the software but then you rent all the the servers and the iPads where you where the photographers get their script and such and we're like well that's not what we want to do we don't want to get into rental as well not at this point in time at least we had to have a clear focus and that focus should be sales to start with and now since i've been promoting live edit someone else will most probably pick it up so there's that we have some other product lines coming in. I can say something. One of them is uh, has something to do with uh, follow spots. Maybe it's a remote follow spot system of some sort. There is also a very, very clever video-based system coming in that is for mostly for architectural. We have very, very strong belief in that system as well. So, so we're we're kind of you know. And and we had never been in rush in building our our library in in terms of brands. We 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 prefer to have fewer brands and be really really good at them, and and also being very careful with not having brands that are in any sort of competition with each other. So DTS is our moving lights brand. Uh, that's the only moving lights we will ever sell. Then we have an architectural line. That doesn't necessarily move so much. There is um, even a power distribution line uh, coming in uh, next year. But yeah, we want to be, we're in no rush building our catalog. And we want to have, first of all, gear that we believe in and products we believe in, but also things that make sense to match with each other. So we will never do sound. <laughs> never, never. That's amazing. We're not sound guys. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm. So- <laughs> yeah, but I think what you you know, like I think I think that's quite admirable because you you're obviously all veterans of the industry, and therefore it's really is somebody that's going to go into distribution of products. You definitely want to be behind um the equipment that you're using and 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 be good advocates for it right so it's 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 authentic in that sense yeah. because if you'd use it at a gig then you you've got a good way to um explain to others why they should use it absolutely and i mean that's that's what me and anders and tarma said all along to to bill and also john mcdowell who 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 came into the company a couple of months ago that that it it has to be products that we would personally put on a production that we're running. Otherwise, it's, it's just like it has to be credible. But we'll also believe that you know, if if it's good enough for any of the shows that we do, it's most probably good for any show ever produced. <laughs> but it, it, it has to it has to have that credibility. Since I mean, I'm not saying it was like. Then please read me right. But when we put our names on something, it it has to be something that we can stand for. And I'm sure we're going to be accused for 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 it at some point, but you know. And now a moment for our sponsor, the Theatre Art Life podcast is proud to be sponsored by Harlequin. Harlequin is the world leader in floors, stage systems, and studio equipment for the performing arts. 
Established in the UK over 40 years ago, Harlequin is the preferred performance floor for the world's most prestigious dance and performing arts companies, theatres and schools. From the Royal Opera House to the Bolshoi Theatre, the New York City Ballet to the Royal New Zealand Ballet. Harlequin's experience and reputation are founded on the development, manufacture and supply of a range of high-quality sprung and vinyl floors specifically designed for dance and the performing arts. Backed by an engineering team and independent research, Harlequin also designs, builds and refurbishes stages working with stage engineers and theatre consultants in leading venues across the world. Harlequin is the global leader in its field with offices in Europe, the Americas and Asia-Pacific. Find out more at harlequinfloors.com, H-A-R-L-E-Q-U-I-N floors.com. And so tell us about, you're currently, so you, you're, you're part of Apex Technologies and, and you're the co-founders that brought that together, but you're also working on the American Song Contest. And what, what is the American Song Contest? Can you tell us a bit about that, Keith? <laughs> it's going to be the best show ever, <laughs> besides Eurovision. <laughs> Well, what it is, it's a national championship in original music, including the 50 states, the five territories, and the capital. So we're going to have 56 songs, 56 original songs with with 56 professional artists. This is not a talent show. Just like in, in, in Europe, it's, it's a contest. So we have 56 songs competing to become America's song. Uh, they're going to be broken down in five quarter or qualifier shows that goes live every Monday for five weeks on NBC next spring. And 24 of those songs will then be boiled down to two semifinals with 12 songs in each. And half of those will then qualify to the grand final, which is week eight. So 12 songs in, in that show as well. And uh, live voting mixed with jury voting, just as as on Eurovision. So it's it's um, the format is a little different than Eurovision because we have to cast all the songs and produce them all. We don't have delegations coming in from, from as we do on Eurovision, where every song comes with a delegation with with ideas and and visions of this and that. We are. We are the delegations for the songs as well, so so it's it's a little bit different, and and also since it's so many songs, we need to put it out on a on a longer season. And when we first started, this, we were looking at three shows, just two semifinals and the final, and then NBC said, "Well, we want more. We want a whole season because we're going to replace the voice with you guys." So back to the drawing board and and we used the this the actually the the role model for the format has been the swedish qualification show for eurovision which is format called melody festival where where they do just that um difference between ours and and the swedish one is that the swedish one tours the nation for six weeks we're going to be in the same spot uh the first year at least uh, so we're producing everything in the same venue. So it's it's uh, there's a lot of similarities, but there's there's also some major changes to the format that you know you had to adapt it to a brand new market. And you know, also when when NBC says jump, you you go how high? 
know, it's like it's one of the biggest and most powerful networks in the world. So, so it's like foreigners and Swedes not always win the win the arguments. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. And what's your particular job title or role within that? What are you What are you titled, and and what's your? Yeah, I'm I'm one of the executive producers, which is very exciting. It's also been a bit strange because I used to be head of production when you have your finger in everything. And now you're more like floating above and just, you know, consulting and and guiding. Uh, you're not doing it yourself anymore. You have to trust others, which is, I wouldn't say scary, but it, it's different. It, it took some time to adapt to that new role because... I, I love to get my hands dirty, uh, and, and and now I shouldn't, uh, because if I do, I'm I'm stuck with this show till the end of times, and that was not the idea either. It was like the idea is to bring this format to America, and educate our our team of how to execute it, and also educate the states how to handle it and how the audience how to 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 look at it. So so it's yeah, it's different. It's very different. Uh, but very fun and exciting and um almost every day you wake up and you kind of have to pinch your arm it's like are we really doing this are we are we actually establishing a brand new format on the biggest television market in the world it's kind of mind-blowing actually so did they out of interest did they call you up and because they know of your work with uh eurovision i mean how did you guys connect with nbc we realized and that's going back to what i said to DTS, you have to, Americans have to be doing business in America. It's very hard for Europeans to drive business in, in the U.S. On the surface, it's same, same, but it's, you know, you, you peel one layer of the onion, it's completely different structure and, and traditions and, and how you do business here. Uh, so we teamed up with an American production company called Propagate which is founded by Ben Silverman. And Ben uh, was the one leading the pitch. And we were in pitch with all the major networks and all the big platforms. And it was NBC that we felt like this is where where we would fit the best. It's been really, really good. And and also very interesting. But, but we're so happy with Ben. And it was Ben. I mean... We had really nothing to do. We were sitting there in the pitch and just watching this mastermind selling our format. Uh, and he's so passionate about it himself. So, yeah, that's how we ended up with. with uh, you know, you have to you have to bring in the professionals sometimes. Yeah, well, that's that's great, and I think obviously it probably will open up doors for for more opportunities like that once that that comes out and shown on television. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. And I mean, and I mean, it was like, and and Ben has such a credibility with, especially with NBC. He did, he did the Office for them. He did Ugly Betty with them, uh, a bunch of other big formats uh, that he brought to NBC. So, so there is a there is a very mutual trust between us and them. Um, both trust and respect and uh, oh, it's been it's been uh, been very fun have you relinquished the reins on um eurovision or are you still involved with that 
I'm having a hard time letting it go. <laughs> because I can imagine I, I after that what, so like 13, 15 years? Yeah, 15 years. I've done 15 Eurovisions in 20 years. Um, I took a break every now and then, but, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's been a major part of my life and my career. I wouldn't sit here today and talk about the American Song Contest if it wasn't for the 15 years I put in, in the original format. And I was in, in the 2020 show that wasn't broadcast until 2021. I, I was involved as a, as a consultant to the broadcaster. I was helping them with procurements and technical partners and, and some production planning. I'm not involved in Italy yet. I'm hoping to get my fingers a little bit dirty with it. Um, but again, I won't take an active role in it. Those days are gone for now. And, and, and if this all goes to sh- I might come back to that. Show. But, but right now, all focus, all, all, all focus is on, uh, on Apex and American Song Contest. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's amazing. I'm going to uh, get back to LDI at the end of this, but we always ask in our podcast, what is your favorite thing about your job? What would you say is your favorite thing about what you do? Wow. My favorite thing would be, oh, there's many, uh, the people in our industry, because we're we're all apples from the same tree, the stress, the passion, the nerve, and also that there's not two days that are the same. Uh, it's constantly changing, and you constantly have to adapt and overcome. Um, and I love that challenge. That's what that's what drives me. And you know, some shows are easier, and some shows are harder. There is there is there some. Sometimes you have elements that is way out of your control, especially when you're dumb enough to do outdoor shows, which I sometimes do. When you you're in the hands of earthquakes and, and thunderstorms and hailstorms and all all sorts of storms actually in Mexico we also had volcano outbreaks which was a new level of excitement um, <laughs> and we also learned that we also learned the hard way that volcano ash and humidity is really bad for moving lights <laughs> they don't like that at all it's like not at all oh my um, goodness oh my goodness <laughs> and 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 that's also i i mean i'm i'm always excited to go to ldi but this year i am so thrilled to see all these people all these friends all these partners and colleagues that i, I haven't seen for two years and and it's, it's you know it's a part of your family it really is that's going to be really great. That's going to be really, really great. It's going to be a bit like a big reunion because everybody hasn't seen each other for a long time, right? Oh, absolutely, absolutely, and that, and that's what I heard from from London as well, the Plaza show, which I unfortunately missed this year. That you know, it was. I mean, th- these trade shows are always about gear and the people, but at Plaza, it was like it felt felt like it was 60% people and 40% gear. It was like, it was more important just to come out there and to meet friends and colleagues again than necessarily looking at the new moving light. Of course, you should look at the new moving lights as well, especially the ones in in, uh, booth 2478. But, (laughs) um, and we had, we, we will have the best espresso on the floor 
just saying that. <laughs> um, but but it's it's I mean people been trapped in Zoom Zoom meetings for in the squadcast and and God knows what for eighteen months. I mean we and I mean we're people people. We we like kind of like people. Uh, so yeah, it's it's time to let us out. Looking forward to that. So uh, you did mention. You did mention that number. What, where, where do people find you at that booth? What booth is it? 2478 is the booth. It's DTS Technologies. That's where we'll camp out. And, and we'll most probably have a booth across from our from the DTS booth, which is uh, Apex booth. It was um, very late into the game. We realized, like, hmm, maybe we need some more floor space for the things that we're about to announce uh, this week. So uh, I might be running like a well, I always run like a squirrel on Red Bull, but maybe even more this year. I should get a segue. Yes. <laughs> and so, do you want to say for your yeah, get a segue? Is it for your audience? Um, do you want to give them the like how people will find you, contact your website, um, know more about Apex Technology Technologies and what you guys are doing? Well, it's very easy to find us apextechnologies.tv. Not because com was taken, it was taken, but, but we thought TV. Well, that's that's a major segment we're, we're going for. So we kind of like .tv. And my my wonderful wife, who's also doing the marketing, is going to cook up something funny around that, I'm sure. But we're easy to find. I mean, uh, and if you don't find us on the web, you will find us on social media. Both, especially me and Anders and, and Tarmo are, are super easy to find because we like to be found uh, that's kind of how we get new jobs you know, yeah, it's based on that people find us <laughs> um, but at, and at the show we'll will uh, will tarma will not be there because tarma is in dubai doing the world expo at the moment but you will find me and Bill and Anders and John there as well together with Joan and also we have um uh, members from our Italian family. Uh, so DTS will have representation on site as well. And they are the ones bringing the coffee. So, uh, well, now we know if, if the Italians yeah. are bringing in the coffee, we're off to that booth for sure. <laughs> I know, right? I know, right? I'm telling you. <laughs> They're the ones. They're the ones. <laughs> well, look, Ola, thank you so much for joining joining uh, Theatre Art Life uh, this evening and, well, morning for you, the evening for me here in Hong Kong. I really appreciate you taking the time and I wish you all the best for Apex Technologies, also the American Song Contest, and um, have a rocking time at LDI. Thank you so much, and we shall. It's going to be legendary. Kids going to love it. Theater at Life is a global media site for entertainment. Memberships start at only $38 per year. You can have unlimited access to our daily published articles, including entertainment news and the writings of active industry professionals, ensuring that you are always up to date on the global happenings in the world of entertainment. Become a part of the international entertainment community and join us now at www.theaterartlife.com.